What does your presence add to the situation? What does your presence add to the conversation and the rooms that you're in? You can say a lot without saying a lot, believe it or not. The majority of our communication is indeed nonverbal. Welcome to the Money Making Housewife Show. This podcast was created to empower women to achieve their version of success so they can have all they desire and deserve in life. I am Jaleesa and I'm your BFF in your head, reminding you of how dope you really are and giving you tough love when you need it the most. Here at the Money Making Housewife Show, we are moving with purpose, honoring the season that we're in, and remembering to show up for ourselves while showing up for everyone else. Thank you so much for being here. Subscribe, rate, and review, and let's get into the show. All right, ladies, welcome back to the show. It's your girl, Jaleesa. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I wanted to talk to you about just some lessons that I am learning in this whole job hunting process. And can I just say shout out to all the corporate girlies out there because <laughs> this is definitely a process. Okay. Now I, I know more corporate girlies in my life than I know entrepreneur girlies. Um, so, you know, I, I, I haven't, I've had an idea, okay. About what everything, you know, what, what y'all be going through. But uh, this, 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 this is a lot. Um, this, <laughs> if the, just the application process, the interviewing process. And, you know, I have been out the game for quite some time. The last time I had, like, I was, you know, entering into my career was when I was straight out of college. And I believe that I interviewed when I was still in college. So, you know, I don't remember. That was so many years ago. Lord, child. That was over, like, 15 17 years ago how how old am I? damn 17 years ago yeah that was that was a while ago okay that was a while ago so <laughs> I've been out the game for a minute and I've done a few interviews since then but nothing you know as extensive as this process I'm entering into a whole new field in tech and uh, I'm really interested in this healthcare tech company actually so I'm really hoping to hear some good news by the end of this week of course I'll let you know about that and um yeah, I learned a lot for this interview process. And I'm right now I'm in the final round of the interview. I have my interview in a couple of days, my, my final interview in a couple of days. It's it's over an hour long, so there's that. Uh, the last one was over an hour long, so there's that. And this one includes a case study and some written, you know, um, answers that I'll have to do and things like that. So I honestly, I welcome the challenge. It's actually refreshing to have this challenge. And what I'm learning about myself is that I enjoy challenging myself. At the same time as I've been doing this, I've been really being a lot more intentional in the gym and with my nutrition. So, and I've been seeing the results. I've been seeing the results. So I'm happy about that. And it makes me want to do better in other areas of my life. And uh, I don't know, I, I think just the process it took to get here, to, to make the decision to actually enter in the tech field, to do the course, right? I had to do the course. I had to do a whole, you know, it didn't take too long to complete the course, but like to study for the test and to pass the test and all that. And then not even just to pass the test, but then there was like a, some, there was some like a profile you could create for their internal in, um, employers or employers that check their internal like website. So there was uh, questions to answer for that. And, you know, a verbal, verbal questions to answer for that. So that was another step. And then setting up your, 
resume was another step. So it was a lot of steps for this process. And I got to say, I am proud of myself for making these, these moves and making these steps. And even though it's not my own business, I am my business. So the way that I represent myself in the world is very important to me in every space that I'm in, in every room that I'm in. I want to be representing Jaleesa the way that I know is how I want to be remembered. You know, it's how I want to be viewed. Your personal brand, okay, this is part of your personal brand. So let's establish that. But your personal brand is more than just who you are online. It is also who you are in person, how you treat people, how you talk to people, you know, how you talk to yourself is a reflection on all of this, right? So this is this is what the whole show is about, okay? It's not just about entrepreneurship and having your own business and things like that. It's about doing the things that you want to do in life, becoming the woman that you know that you can become, becoming the woman that you want to become, okay? That is what we are working for, okay? And this is a never-ending process. It is becoming. We say becoming for a reason because we're always on the path. We are growth-minded. We're focused on constantly growing and developing ourselves well personally professionally spiritually you know physically emotionally all of these things and these are things that we can pass down to our children to our nieces and nephews to the ki- the generations behind us so it's so important for us to become the best versions of ourselves i just realized that i said all that to say that's exactly what the show is about becoming the best version of yourself you know, I'm working on brevity. I'm working the corporate corporations love brevity. Okay. And this one that I'm working on, it's actually some feedback that I got from my last interview. It was like, Hey, that you were great. They loved you, your enthusiasm and your energy and you know, all of that. And they were saying they, you know, they were impressed with the research that I had done. So, I mean, it felt like my efforts were not in vain. So that felt good. However, one of the things, and she didn't really, she didn't put it like, hey, you need to work on this. But I know how she said it. It was like some constructive feedback, you know, and pretty much they just said, you know, to be, uh, you know, clear. Well, to be thorough. That was the word. The word was thorough and concise. So they want you to say everything that you need to say, but make it quick. Okay. And your girl is not the best at that. I'm not. I'm not, but I realize it's for a reason. It's, I'm not the, it's not for a reason. I'm working on it. If you can tell, I am doing my best to not say the ums and the ahs. And, you know, I want to think quickly. I don't script these episodes majority of the time. I don't even have talking points right now. It's just on my heart. So these episodes are truly from my heart and from my brain. And I just want to make sure that I'm communicating my message, but, you know, not have y'all just feeling like, you know, you, you don't know where I'm going with this. Sometimes I'm going to tangent. Sometimes I'm going to tell a story, but you know what I am working on is making that story clear for you to understand. And also clearly this is a skill that I'm going to, that's going to be very useful in the corporate setting. And in my role, I would be contacting C-suite execs, like higher ups, people that ain't got no time to listen to my stories. Okay. People that don't have no interest in listening to my stories, no interest in me when I call them either, because it'll be cold calling. So, you know, you know, 
it's something I need to work on. So I'm working on it, but I realized, oh, this is one thing I'm learning about myself. So I'm realizing that this came, this me having to share the whole story and, you know, not leave any parts out. It's because I want the people that I'm communicating to or the person that I'm communicating to, to fully understand what I'm talking about the first time. Because if you don't and you have to come back and ask me questions, that'll make me feel as though I am somewhat inadequate. Like, it'll make me feel as though I am stupid. You know, I, I, t- I think I've told y'all about this before, how growing up, I would feel too stupid to understand things. I would feel like I was too stupid to, you know, to understand math or I was just too stupid to, you know, be, I, I was never that person in the classroom that you're, I'm the first one raising my hand. No, 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 no. I need to sit back and think about what you just said and I need to process it. And I was never like a fast processor. I'm never the one who's like, you know, I could be very, uh, what's the word? Um, sarcastic in person. And that's just part of my humor with the right people, of course. But I, you know, even that I have to like caveat, I have to always say a caveat. I can't just be so black and white. And something that my husband is really good at, and maybe just men in general, hmm, I don't know, this might not be uh, an insecurity of theirs, but it's really that they can just say what they mean and mean what they say. Like they just say it and it's black and white and how you take it is how you take it. And it's none of their business you know, once it's out their mouth. On one hand, this has been good for me because I, I do a really good job. One of my superpowers is actually making people feel comfortable around me and making them feel seen and heard. Now, if they fully see and hear me is another story, but because I, I overshare a lot, you know, and it, I can, it's something I'm working on y'all. Even right now, I'm like, girl, you say you're working on this and you still talking all long and on a tangent. You just told three stories in 10 minutes of being on the show, you know. <laughs> but it's the truth. I realized that this me having to over explain and overshare is connected to trauma from my childhood and not believing that I was ever smart enough or ever good enough. And I'm not that girl no more. I'm a grown ass woman. So why am I still doing that? You know why? Because I wasn't fully aware of it. I just always thought that I'm an oversharer and that's just how I am. And maybe that is how I am, but it doesn't have to be that way with everybody. And if one is always in the habit of oversharing and telling everything, I mean, what's there left to discover? I mean, granted, I'm an onion (laughs) and there's many layers to me, just like an onion. I don't smell like an onion, you know, but like there's a lot of layers to me. And I feel like one of the reasons I started the podcast was because I wanted to learn how to more effectively articulate my thoughts. But I also wanted to get my full thought out and not feel like, oh, I need to hurry up because I'm on YouTube and they they don't want to listen. They don't want to sit around and listen to you talk and ramble on. And And I got to realize that, you know, there's a difference in rambling and going on a tangent and just explaining the full story. However, these CEOs, these CTOs, these CFOs, these CMOs, these COOs, they don't want to hear the full story. They don't care about the full story. So something I'll be working on, these recruiters, even, you know, um, 
on my interviews and stuff like that. I just, I know I just need to cut down my, my stories, you know, like when they say, tell us about yourself. And I tell you about like my, my work history, but I go into detail on what I actually did in the role. And, you know, in this situation, this would happen. And then this would happen. And then, oh, there's my next role. And then this would happen. And they don't, they don't even know that. They can ask, they can ask those questions. Okay. So that is something that I'm learning. And before my next interview, I'll be working on that. I just wanted to make sure that I got these uh, episodes out this week because I know, and you know, and I know, we both know, I've been slipping a little bit, a little bit or a lot of bit, okay, <laughs> on my episodes. But, you know, I've been, I really just wanted to focus. Something else I would learn from myself is that it's okay to take a few steps back or feel like you're taking a few steps back to kind of reassess and to spring forward. And I realized that I, that's what I've been doing in this season. I'm not focused on any content for really even YouTube, honestly, and um, and uh, Instagram, which is like my main content sources in addition to this. This is, I feel like the podcast is more, is a lot more easy for me to get out. I edit them right away. If I had to edit anything, I just cut them out, cut out the pieces and edit right away and, and have the episodes ready to go. But, you know, with... Uh, with, um, you know, YouTube, Instagram, it's just more, it's more complex. So I just wanted to do the thing in this season, this, this season of my life, you know, where I'm transitioning and I'm just, just a lot of transitions, you know, I'm just, um, doing things that is just, this makes me, I just want to do the next best step. And I don't want to put a bunch of pressure on myself to feel like I need to also teach it while I'm learning it. You know, I want to learn it. I want to learn the lessons and then I want to teach. And that's what I do in my content. I teach. So I don't want to just post just to post. I don't want to even put pressure on myself just to post because, oh, it's Mother's Day. Oh, it's my anniversary. Oh, it's this. It's my husband's birthday. I miss all those things. Okay. I miss all them things. Um, all those occasions. All right. And it's okay. Like it is okay. The people in your life know that you love them, or at least they should. They should know that you love them regardless if you post them or or not. They should know. And if you're not showing them that love in real life, check yourself, okay? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because <laughs> I know that, you know, when my husband tells me to my face that I'm a great mom and I'm a great wife and all the, you know, I've been doing those great things, that means 150 times more than any mother's day post or you know whatever so I'm really appreciating that in this season as well taking a step back I'm doing a lot of observing a lot of observing a lot of researching of course for these roles and these interviews and things like that and just learning what I want to do and and waking up and being excited about learning more about a new industry and realizing that it aligns with everything that I want to do anyway I believe that stepping into sales is going to make me a better, obviously, salesperson, a better businesswoman. It'll make me more resilient and more persistent. It'll be able to really, like, activate that grit in me. It already has. It, even just just this process of applying for the jobs and being hungry and, and being in those interviews and selling myself, that right there has really activated a lot more just grit and, and, and really making me a lot more empowered and realizing that, you know, no matter what space I'm in, whether it's my own space that I've created, whether it's my business, whether it's someone else's business and company, I 
I add value. I add value to any room that I'm in and I am confident in that. I do. And the value doesn't always have to look like, oh, your net worth doesn't have to look like how much money you're wearing. You know, it don't got to look like that. It looks like how you make people feel, what you can add to the conversation. You know, what, what about your intellect, your presence? What does your presence add to the situation? What does your presence add to the conversation and the rooms that you're in? You can say a lot without saying a lot, believe it or not. The majority of our communication is indeed nonverbal. So what are you saying without saying, you know? And this is something that is going to be important for me in this space. And I, and just, this is what I've been preaching all along about building your personal brand. And, you know, the people on the interviews, like my interviewers have asked me, you know, about my YouTube, they've asked me about my, my social media presence. And it's not because they're like, Oh my God, wow. They're, it's not like that. It's just like, Oh, what's your YouTube? You know, what is that? You, you wrote that, you know, you, you mentioned that you were in YouTube. So what, what, what's your channel name? You know, what do you talk about? And I, have been very happy to be proud to talk about, to share what I've talked about, to be proud to share my channel. And it feels good to know that like, dang, the work that I've done on my own means something in this corporate world. I always knew that, but it's nice to have others see it as well. So trust and believe, baby girl. Honey, 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 honey. Okay. Um, I'm very excited to enter into this space and I know that it's going to make me a better me. It's going to make me a better version of myself. It's going to help me to work on skills that I know I need to work on. Okay. And, uh, I've been trying to avoid and skills that can help me build my business. Should I choose to go back to coaching, you know, full time, I'm probably going to, going to most likely do it part time. I am looking to this and this role to be more of a long-term, you know, I haven't entered into the role yet. So, but I'm looking at it long-term. I'm looking at the effect, the benefits of it long-term and the possibilities that it'll make, well, the opportunities, I should say, the opportunities that it's going to make available for me and not just for me, but for people in my life. I'm already thinking about how I can help some of you know, people in my family, some of my cousins, help them to maybe get into tech as well and really change their lives because they, you know, they could benefit from it. And who else, whoever else, you know, so no matter where you're at, no matter what space you're in, you're going to have, you're going to make an impact if you want to make an impact. No matter what room you're in, you're going to add value if it is your intention to add value. No matter what you're doing, you're going to be doing that with purpose if it's your intention to operate in purpose. It is what it is. And this is something that I didn't understand. I didn't always understand because I felt as though I was almost betraying my purpose and my mission, my personal mission. If I would like say in example, like, you know, when I left my old job, I was like, I'm never going back to a job. I'm never going to have a job again, like a formal job. I'm never going to, but you know, it's been almost two years now and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go back into a, you know, I'm ready to try something new of course, but I'm gonna go back to a job, a J-O-B, the thing that I told myself I would never do. But then I realized, why did I tell myself that? I had to think about that. Like, 
Okay, what made me feel like I was almost betraying, I guess, the art and the science of entrepreneurship if I went back to work, okay? It was because of other people's beliefs. It wasn't really because of my own. When I think about it, you know, I am literally doing everything that aligns with my purpose. I want to, I want to contribute to my family in all the ways that I can. I want to contribute to our generational wealth. Okay. I want, I want to build generational wealth. I know there's that buzzword again, but it's a lot easier to do it. It's a, it's a lot easier to do that. You know, the way I see it is if you are aligning yourself with a corporation or somebody who was already on that path. Okay. And a way for you to make and find a way for yourself to make really great money doing something that you actually enjoy, that you actually believe in, and putting that money in the right places. So yeah, my goal is to obviously never have to work, but it's not that I'm never going to work at a job. You know what I mean? So I keep, now I'm hearing a lot of this um, work optional, this term work optional. And I like that. I like, I feel like that's a lot more, it's a lot more effective, especially for the younger generations to see, because a lot of them coming up just have no clue what it takes to make it in this world and what it takes to be the success that they are envisioning. They just see the the microwave. They have like a microwave mentality. They have this quick, and I'm not saying this is every young person, but you know, there's a lot of them, what I'm hearing is that they don't want to do what they don't want to do. And I mean, if you're over say 26 27 you understand like sometimes you just going to do stuff that you don't want to do so you can get to where you actually want to be you know sometimes and this is with anything this is literally with anything in our lives who wants to diet I mean please nobody really who really sits there and says they want to diet they want to avoid sugar and sweets and drinks and things like that nobody really say that but we know in order to reach our goals in order to live a healthy lifestyle in order to be functional, be a functional human and have longevity in this world. We going to need to get it together. We're going to need to get this nutrition and this eating together. Okay. And, um, and also to look how we want to look We're we can't just be out here putting anything into our bodies. And if you want to have a clear mind, you want to go into the day, you want to start your day off right, you know, you want to get, you want to be a productive citizen, you want to be productive in the world and be out here making moves and making impact and cooking butt and everything like that, you know that you also can't feed your mind just anything. You have to be very intentional with everything that you do. So that's really why this move doesn't feel like defeat to me. It doesn't, I'm not discouraged about it. I'm actually very empowered by it. I believe that I'm still doing everything that I believe I need to do. I'm making the next best move for myself and for my family. And that feels really good. It feels really aligned. It feels like I am becoming a woman that I will, that I am proud of. You know, I'm becoming a better version of myself and woman that my daughter's going to look back and be like, damn, my mom is the ish. I love my mama. She's so awesome. She's my inspiration. She's my everything. She's, you know, I want her to, I want her to, to have those and actually to mean it, to say it and mean it. I want to be able to teach her how to tackle her challenges, you know, how to face those challenges head on, how to tackle limiting beliefs, how to become the most confident, self-assured and, you know, self-sufficient and independent woman that she could be. 
she's so inspirational to me. She's already made so much progress with her speech. And even over the years, man, my husband and I were just looking back at uh, a pro like a, it was almost like a, a sheet. I don't know. It was a sheet of paper from with goals on it from one of her old uh, speech therapists, teachers, you know, not pathologist. She was higher than that. I just can't remember exactly her title, but speak. She was, she was the ish. Okay. Dr. Dr. BG. Okay. Dr. BG is like the ish, right? So she really helped Vanna a lot. And one of, you know, her goals for just when Savannah was four and Savannah's only five, she'll be six in August, right? She's still five. Her goal was just for her to form complete sentences. And now my girl is speaking in sentences on a regular basis. She's asking questions. She is comprehending everything that you tell her. The other day, I apologized to her for yelling at her. And this was like, 20 minutes before or or maybe even an hour before it was a while you know after I apologized it was a while that I before I apologized right so anyway I was like hey I'm sorry for yelling at you earlier and she was like I'm sorry I dropped your phone or whatever she had done to make me feel like I had to yell she was like I'm sorry and because she said that I was like damn my girl really is getting it like my girl is really like understanding you know so I'm so proud of her I love her so much and I just feel like you moms, you know, aunties, big sisters, we really all have a duty in this life to be the best version of ourselves, to be who we are proud to be, to be women that, you know, we we truly love to become a woman that we truly fall in love with so we can inspire other women in our lives and other, you know, the ones who are coming up after us to really love themselves fully and to be able to make decisions from a space, from that space, from the space where they're making decisions that align with the vision they have for their lives, with the vision they know is going to come to fruition you know, with the things that they want to manifest. I, I want, I just want that for us. I just want us to love ourselves more. And sometimes it, in order to really fall in love with ourselves, we will have to, we'll have to do a lot of things that are really hard. We'll have to make a lot of tough decisions, have a lot of tough conversations, uh, face a lot of unforeseen challenges, just, and just keep going to, to be resilient through it all. And um, resilience doesn't mean ignoring your feelings. It just means facing what is and, and continuing to move forward. And, of course, more challenges are going to come up as you move forward. That's just how life works. But you're going to get better and better at facing those and tackling those challenges. And you'll be, you'll be looking at them from a much more empowered perspective than if you consistently cower to these challenges and if you consistently try to avoid them and try to avoid the tough conversations you know it's just it's part of life okay so I I'm just learning a lot in this process and that's the name of the game for me when I talk to these recruiters and I say like why I'm gonna be a great asset to the team and what I'm gonna bring to the team I can speak with confidence because I know that I'm a woman of my word. And as long as I continue to keep my word to myself, I can keep my word to anybody else. 
And I do that because I truly believe that I can learn anything I want to learn. I can do anything that I really truly want to do with that I believe has a purpose. And I believe that I can have purpose wherever I go. And I don't have to, my path doesn't have to look a certain way. I'm not married to the journey. I'm married to the vision. Okay. So maybe I should repeat that. I like that. I'm not married to the journey. I'm married to the vision because our journeys will change. You know, stuff is going to come up. Stuff is going to shake us up. Stuff is going to throw us off track sometimes. And we just got to get back on track and keep, you know, operating with that vision in mind because that's how we make stuff work. Hello. So I can go on and on, but I'm going to, I'm going to leave it here for now. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Share with someone who needs to hear this message, who can benefit from this message. Share with a friend, a sister, an auntie, a cousin, a lover, whatever, you know. And I thank you. I appreciate your feedback always. I love your comments and your DMs and your messages. Even though you know your girl is away, I'm still here, okay? So thank you. I love you. I'll be talking with you and, of course, sharing more. And y'all, go out there and be amazing. Be great. Be amazing. Be spectacular be stupendous, go above and beyond for yourself, for your health, for your family. You know, now I'm going, now I'm going on a tangent. This ain't, this ain't concise, but you know, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for loving me as I am.